Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. Here we go, Barflies. Welcome to the Barfly Tailgate Show. You already know it's done by Barflies for Barflies and all the other Bears fans out there. Good morning, fellas. Another week, another possible Bears loss. We'll get into that. Uh, but uh, first and foremost, we'll go across the pond to my man C Dub, Christopher Watts. What's good, brother? How was your week, man? Uh, you know me, mate, always ducking and diving, just try to get through that week until, until I chat to you boys on a Sunday afternoon. But yeah, everything's fine over here. Sad that it's like the last show of the regular season, man. It's just flown by this season so quick. Uh, but yeah, all good, mate, and uh, looking forward to the show with you boys. That's good to know, man. I love your ducking and diving every week. That's, uh, that's, that's the... Uh... <laughs> Classic Chris Watts. What's up, it KB? Is. What's going on, man? How was your week? What's going on, fellas? Uh, the week's been decent, man. Uh, decent work week, you know, kind of after the holidays, after uh, being sick and all that good stuff. You know how it is, you know, getting to watch a Bears disappointment. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's things I'm just accustomed to at this point. So, uh, yeah, the week was decent. Week was decent. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, I, I, uh, we're going to the Bears game. It seems like nobody's really playing. It's uh almost seems like the tank is on. But in other news, I made this. If the Bears lose today and the Texans win, the Bears land that number one overall pick. So that's the uh that's the thing to be watching for today. If you're scoreboard watching, make sure you keep an eye on that Texans score out there because and it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility. I mean the Texans took the Cowboys down to the very end, and the Chiefs. So, two of the best teams in the NFL. They were able to. I, uh, I definitely got conspiracy theories brewing about uh, about what's going on here. Definitely, definitely got conspiracy wow. theories, man. Yeah, tell us, it, tell us, Ken. Oh, we, oh, we gonna get into it. We definitely gonna get into it. All right, <laughs> we gonna get into it. Believe that. Well, I mean, it, it seems like the tank is on, man. I was listening to. Uh, Aldo and Dan had a impromptu show last night, so I was taking a look at that before we got on air today, and uh, 
it seems like uh yeah aldo's with us that we he thinks this is a uh a tank job and it has been since the day polls was hired it seems um mm. i don't know if i can disagree with it uh, you know what i mean uh, we haven't won since the uh patriots game uh which was awesome game but uh it's it's just what's best for the team moving forward i think it's i i try to explain to people man when you come into a job that you take over and it's not what you have a vision for when you first take the job it's mm-hmm. it's up to you to tear things down to the studs so you can remake things in the image that you want them to. So when we started to see a lot of these moves start being made and, you know, a lot of people were like, oh, you know, these people he's bringing in are second and third tier players and whatnot. It, it, it's because this man came into this job with a plan. And I'm, I'm pretty sure this is the reason why he took the Bears job over the Vikings job. It yeah. was – if I can come in and do what I want to do to build a team in the image that I want to build a team, then I'll take the job. And I, I'm pretty sure that was what was pitched on. What was your plan? Oh, I'm going to tear this thing down. I'm going to strip it down all bare down to the cupboard. We, we're going to find out if the quarterback is what we want. We're going to find out if, you know, if we can get picks for these, these big name players on the team and we'll, we'll move according. You, yeah. That's when you see the Khalil Max go out the door, mm-hmm. then Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn, you see all these goals go out the door because this man literally was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to break this thing apart. And then I'll build it back. And I, I mean, people are okay with it because it, it comes with us losing, but I, I, I commend him for sticking to his guns. I, I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I have to. You have an entire have fan to, base pissed off at you. <laughs> yeah, I have to applaud Ryan Poles for doing the job he's done because this is something I felt like we needed back when we hired Tressman. I thought I thought we needed a complete rebuild then, and they tried to hold on, and we saw how that went. You know, uh, Briggs was past his prime, Erlacher was. Uh, I don't like the way they went about it. I wasn't a big fan of Phil Emery. I didn't like his vision or his um talent evaluation i mean when you when you're when you were drafting guys like uh who was that wide receiver that never even played for us that they drafted iglesias gabriel iglesias or whatever yeah. you know he's he's drafting guys that i didn't even know um trying to hit on them i, I uh i feel like he just went about it the wrong way you know he, mm-hmm. his first First round pick was Shea McClellan, and remember all the reports coming out was that the Packers wanted him, so we drafted him to keep the to keep the Packers from getting him, um, and uh, it just it didn't go that well. Um, KB has to pop out, and he's gonna he'll pop back in when he gets back. You know, look like he might have been at work there, so we'll see. <laughs> he'll be hopping in and hopping out. Um, but Chris, I mean, do, uh, sorry, I say. I mean, do you really think though that? They expected us to lose this many games, though. Uh, in, in, in this season, I mean, I mean, I mean, I knew. Obviously, you're right. What you're saying about you know them clearing the house out with the big contracts, but do you really think they're gonna? They thought, oh well, we're gonna intentionally 
lose nine in a row, which is like a club record? Or do you, do you think they went a little bit too far on the tanking? You know, I, I mean, I, I'm surely they, they thought they, might, they were going to get a better record than what we've got, surely. I don't know if they thought that when they first walked in, but, I mean, when you go out to practice and you're seeing what we're seeing on the field, you know, no pressure from our defensive line. Even when we had Robert Quinn, he had one sack. You know what mm. I'm saying? Uh, Roquan Smith wants a big contract, but we're trying to rebuild. We can't spend all this money on a off-the-ball linebacker and try and fix the old line and try and get weapons for Justin Fields. You know what I'm saying? So mm. they must have seen it. You know, hey, we, we're getting a lot out of Sanborn. Uh, that, that He's an undrafted free agent. He's a really cheap option. We can let Roquan go, and we can get something for him in the process. And who knows? Roquan might even be a free agent again after this season, but that'll be – I mean, we'll see how all that goes. Um, yeah, that's, but, that's Baltimore's uh, problem. <laughs> right, right, right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if they came in, like, first interview with with uh, the McCaskies and said, yeah, I, we're going to lose a bunch of games. Hey, KB went and got yep. him a jersey on. All right. Hey. I was like, you know what, man? Everybody got their bear shit. I'm just out here with this black tea. I'm not going to do that. Step away for a second and get your boy back right. Yeah, so so I don't know if they uh, went into the McCaskies and said, yeah, this is our our view of of everything. But I definitely think by the time they got on the grass, as John Fox used to say, by the time they got on the grass and saw the talent pool or lack thereof that they have, they kind of made the decision that, like, yeah, we need to tear this thing down. We need to trade Roquan. We need to trade Robert. Uh, they traded Mac. You know, I don't even think they saw Mac play, but they just saw his contract and was like, we, we can't afford mm. to pay him all this if we're trying to rebuild. And thankfully, the Chargers took majority of his contract on. You know, he hit us this year, but next year, I mean, we got the most cap space by far in the entire league. Yeah. yeah. So. But don't, don't sorry, I see. But don't you? But don't you think though? Because I, I've cut the how they sort of done it this year. Don't you think that sort of slightly hindered uh, Justin Fields? You know, and his improvement and his progression as a quarterback. Because you know he's never had you know a good supporting cast all year, especially with injuries as well. So you know, have they gone a little bit too far on the tanking? Has that like been detrimental to Fields' progression as a QB? I don't think so. I think when they came in, like a lot of people have said it all year, you know, this wasn't the guy that they drafted. So honestly, they had to figure out if he was the guy going forward or if they were going to have to replace that position as well. You know what I'm saying? So when they see Justin being able to make plays with, let's be honest, even the Packers called him scrubs out there. Um, if he's able to make plays with them, when you upgrade that talent around him, it's going to be even better for him. But they had to make sure that Fields was the guy, too. And I think he's done enough to show him that. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, I, my, my headphones definitely kicked out on me for, for a quick second. So I couldn't hear what y'all was talking about. I came in to the end of that. Uh, we're all, all saying that, KB. I, <laughs> I, I, I renew it, man. Just talking bad about the boy, man. <laughs> <laughs> talking bad about it. Uh no man uh I, I I what I heard last and then what I heard when I came back in uh, you hear about the Khalil Mack situation uh, 
you we it's pretty much they just came in and like you say, AC, they looked at it. It was just a massive contract. You're dealing with a um a player who's starting to get up into his his thirties at this point. Uh, and then he's coming off a season where he missed how how much of the season? About eighty percent of the season that he missed mm-hmm. last year. Uh, so you look at that contract with his age and his injury history, and it becomes a concern. The same this he's this player is not going to be along for the for the vision that we're building. So yeah. it was best to, at that point. Yeah, we'll eat the contract this year, but next year. You know, saying that's when we can make the moves that we want to make, so on and so forth. We all believe that now, especially now, because you know, saying hindsight is twenty twenty. Holes looked at this season as a let's see what Justin Fields can do, and let's see if Justin Fields is really the guy, which is the part I was coming in at with you. I I truly feel that that's what the that's what his idea was. Let's yeah. see if Justin Fields is really going to be the future moving forward. And his season to me speaks volume with not a number one receiver, with your best player on offense pretty much being hurt for a good portion of the season. You, I, 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 I was listening to Shannon Sharp talk about this on the uh, show with Skip Bayless. Justin Fields was 95% of his offense, right? Oh, yeah. If Justin Fields if Justin Fields wasn't on the field, then nothing, nothing goes. This offense is dead in the water. He did this with a wide receiver who hadn't played since, what, week five, week six? Darnell Mooney had 490-something yards receiving, and he still, at this point in the season, the leading wide receiver in yards and catches on the team. Wow. That's that, crazy. That speaks volumes. That speaks volumes. Justin Fields did a lot of this without David Montgomery being on the field for most of the season. I, I, I won't say David Montgomery not being on the field. Khalil Herbert not being on the field for most of the season yeah. because it seemed like David uh, Khalil Herbert had more pop than his offense. It's more mm-hmm. suited to his talents. But he can't pass block and shit. Uh, they did this with having to keep Cole Komet in for most of the time. They weren't sending him out on routes in the beginning of the season because we needed him to block. Yeah. And then you see he started to catch on late. Fields has shown more than enough that he's the number one guy here. He's shown that he's the quarterback of the future. And it's the same model for every every quarterback that's young, for the Jalen Hurts of the world, the Kyler Murrays of the world. The uh, what's my man's name that plays in Buffalo? I've I've become a, a very big fan of his. Uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Uh, yeah. Josh Allen's of the world. Joe Burrow's. Go get this man. Oh, number one, bona fide. Not a oh, he can be. He might be able to be a no. Go get him a number one. Bring in that 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 alpha dog. And then you're gonna watch this kid take off because once he has somebody, he feels that he can go to on third and five. And he knows he'll get it. You'll see this offense start moving. So, yeah, I, I feel like Poles, that was Poles' idea this, this year. That was his thought process. Let's see if Justin Fields is the guy. He's the guy. So we can build around that now. Over $120 million in cap space. You're in play for the number one pick right now. And like I said, I have my conspiracy theories on this shit. He can make, he can make a world of a difference in one offseason if he can get this shit right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And uh, 
I mean, not all, all the skill positions you touched on that spent time on IR on top of that, the O-line in front of him, which wasn't good at, at the start. Now, you may have hit something on Braxton Jones. He struggled last week, but uh, Aiden Hudson's made a lot of people struggle this year. I mean, he, he should be up for oh, yeah. defensive rookie of the year. Um, you know, you got a left guard who's been in and out, Cody Whitehair, and he's uh, he's all right. You know, he's not – he's all right. You got a center and Sam Mustafer, who wasn't even supposed to be the center. You know, Lucas Patrick's been injured all year. Um, a right guard and Tevin Jenkins, who's came into his own, but he's he's hurt as well. And then hurt. right tackle has been a revolving door of trying players out to see who can hit. Uh, I, I just uh, – what, what Ryan Poles' hands were tied on this as well. You know, it may not have been his complete plan to tank and – rebuild everything, you know, get the number one overall pick, blah, blah, blah. But injuries definitely took its toll on this team as well. I mean, there's games. We we talked about it all year. Look at the Washington game. Look at the first Minnesota game. Look at the – um. I mean, there was like four or five games there where we lost by one possession. We, we went toe-to-toe with the Miami Dolphins, who they look like they're not going to make the playoffs now. They play – the Jets, I think, today to see if they get into the playoffs or not. But at that time, they were on top of the world. They was the best offense in the league, and we went toe-to-toe with them, you know. and I mean, injuries happen, and in the long run, I think it's going to work out for Poles. We'll see how his player develop, or I guess player development's more on coaches, but how his scouting team does this offseason because they're going to have – all of these things at their disposal. And if we land that number one overall pick, I'm not as worried about the 33rd overall pick that we traded away for Chase Claypool because I feel like you can get – I mean, there's multiple teams that have multiple picks in the first round. Maybe they'll slide you a second rounder, and maybe you can get a first next year. So then you'll have, you know, true um, tools at your at your – at your disposal that you can build this team with. And you don't have to worry about quarterback. I love Justin. I got his white jersey upstairs. The blue jersey's on its way. So uh, <laughs> I'm going to have both my Justin Fields jerseys. Also, you guys know this, but our fans don't know this. Your boy ordered his Jack Sanborn jersey this week, so that's on its way. As well. <laughs> yeah. good, <laughs> bro. Your headphones are choppy as hell, KB. I don't know what the hell that was. Oh, yeah. It's not a, yeah, you sound robot. Sounds like, like, sounds like you're under the sea, mate. <laughs> yeah, I might, I might have to bust out of my gold face, man. All right. <laughs> I, heard, I, I had heard that the Little Mermaid was going black, but KB, I didn't know you was playing her. <laughs> 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 but, but I mean, uh, I mean, I, I mean, regarding like the tanking and all that, I think the you know when we beat uh, the New England Patriots, I think I think that was still at a point the season where they thought we still might have a bit of a chance this year. You know, we still yeah. might you know that, and then they got Claypool. So, but I think mm-hmm. after that Dallas loss and, that, and how bad it was and how lopsided it was, I think that's when they just thought. This ain't going to happen at all this year. We're not able, you know, we've got no chance to get into the playoffs. So, you know, we'll just slowly tank. 
I mean, I mean, I mean, do you think it? Do you think they've actually? I'm sure we've talked about this before, AC, but do you think they've actually sort of sat there and thought, well, if we, if we, especially on offense, if the you know if the call players like they've been doing, then we are going to tank. Or do you just think that a sport? Well, we'll try as best we can with the talent we have, and then see what happens. I'm sorry, one more time. Do I think that they were trying to tank by their play calling? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I kind of do because it seemed like they would get, you know, they would move down the field, they would get close to the red zone, and then they would just mm. turn around, hand the ball off three times, and try to get a field yeah. goal. Can, can y'all hear me, man? Do I sound better? What, 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 Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Beautiful, okay. man. Beautiful. All right, man. All right. Just make sure. Just make sure. <laughs> no longer under the sea. <laughs> hey, man. Hey, man. Don't be disrespecting your boy, man. Yeah. I, I look goddamn good with a fishtail on. God damn it. I be goddamn good little mermaid, you sons of bitches. <laughs> merman. Goddamn God merman. I be be the sexiest merman you'd have never goddamn seen. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a picture of you you with like a mermaid's bottom, but with boobs. <laughs> I'll be sitting on the perch like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, your boy is under the sea. <laughs> oh man. But uh, I completely forgot what I was talking. Oh, so Chris asked me, and I'll ask you, KB. Do you think the play calling? You think they're in on it, on the on the tanking? I I, I think I remember speaking about this on the, the last show, where I said I at at a certain point, you really just can't be as bad as, as you're portraying. Yeah. No way. There's no way in hell you come out and take a deep shot down the field and then make another shot. And then you say, "Yeah, let's run the ball three fucking times in the yeah. red zone." I, I told you at that point, I you start to look at it and say, "Huh? Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, yeah." That polls called down there said, "Hey, cut that shit out." So yes, <laughs> at the point I'm at, I absolutely believe that they're in on the play caller. I, I, I just refuse to believe Luke Getzey. Is that inept that play calling? That mm. you tell me that this man completes two passes, mm. one that was a very deep shot down the field, and you sit there and say, "Yes, the best thing to do now is to run the ball three straight times." Nowhere in the history of 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 offensive play calling has that shit made any kind of sense. So, <laughs> Marshall, yes, I, I believe they're in on it. I absolutely believe they're in on it. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's hard to. It's I mean, hard that, to that makes me think then. Sorry, say. No, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I mean, that makes me think then. Uh, sorry, mate. That makes me think that the coordinators are quite safe for their jobs then, because obviously, you know, if they if they want tanking and they want doing it on purpose, then obviously that's detrimental to their future prospects as a as a coordinator. So that sort of shows me that I think KB's right, man. I think I think I think they're all in it. I think they've all been sat in a room. Smoking cigars or whatever, and they're all in it. And uh, because you know, if 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 you were that inept, then obviously, I mean, at one point this year, people were on about gets to be the head coach. Oh so, yeah, uh, which were ridiculous, really. You know what I mean? Because he's only been a coordinator for what one season. So uh, yeah, it's just it's just weird, isn't it, man? It's just 
when you get into the background and, and the, you know, and, and sort of what goes on behind the closed doors and what are they discussing? Right. It, you, I think, I think you're right, KB. I think, it, I think it's a big conspiracy, and I'm not even I, into that shit. Right. I, I, I imagine they sat around in a room, just like on Friday, smoking a big joint, and posed to sitting in the middle <laughs> of the choking on, on, on a puff of them. <coughs> hey. We're gonna take this shit, dog. <laughs> if you're pulling up, <laughs> pulling up the drag and a split, you feel me? Uh, we not finna win this year. We're gonna be a vacuum this. cleaner, though. Oh, it was the one running the vacuum cleaner was definitely Getsy. He was. <laughs> we had Getsy running the vacuum cleaner. Hey, keep 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 this shit down. Make sure they don't, they don't get out. Hey, you that vacuum now. I, I believe that's how that shit went. They all sat around. They pa- they passed the blunt around. And Poles just like, yeah, bro, this, this, this ain't it. We gonna yeah. tear this shit apart, dog. But I, I totally agree, man. Uh, like I said, you, you had at one point Getsy was supposed to be the, the big offensive head coach signing next year, and he, he was gonna tear Justin Fields apart and all this other shit. And it's just funny that once that came out, <laughs> that slope became very slippery, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> straight down yeah i was like god damn that took that took a game then everybody changed it to was like should we fire this motherfucker as an offensive coordinator like i mean even the the media went as far as asking eberflus about it so he was like fire up that vacuum cleaner again (laughs) my man hey man hey get guessy and get guessy out the back we need him in here with the vacuum (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's exactly how that shit went, bro. Can't nobody tell me any different. I, I have that image in my head, and it's stuck there for all eternity. Well, I mean, after the Brian Flores report came out that you know management in Miami asked him or told him basically, your job is safe, man. Just lose as many games as you can, so we can get a better draft pick. You know, Miami ain't the only place that's happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh no, it's, oh, no. Uh, at all. It's definitely – I wonder – I kind of hope that they're not doing that with Lovey in Houston. <laughs> so I, I found mm. this uh, – something I was listening to uh, very, very interesting. Uh, there's a guy named Ryan Moody who I follow. He's a big Madden guy and uh, always talks about how bad the game is. This kind of ties into him being friends with the uh, offensive lineman that had just recently passed away. Uh, I guess he was real big in the Madden community as well. Uh, seemed to be one of the best dudes in the world. So, uh, you know, say shouts out to his family and everything for the loss that they suffered. He, they say he seemed to be a very good guy. Uh, he was speaking on the Ray Lewis story that the guy had, right? Like I said, guy played offensive line. He said one year was uh, the Ravens having to play and win a game to get into the playoffs. And he he said it was kind of like his welcome to the NFL moment because, you know, Ray Lewis came in and blew him up. Uh, they spoke on how certain teams sometimes had that wink, wink, nod, nod with each other, right? Mm. Uh, wow. You're, you're going to you, – you're losing, we're losing, nobody cares to be here type shit. And – at that point, they couldn't have that because the Ravens had to play for something, you know. Right. You, you playing you playing against one of the greatest to ever play in the line the linebacker position, the Ray Lewis. You know what I'm saying? 
And he was just like, yeah, the Ravens just won't go off of that shit. You know, they were trying to win, blase, blase. Story goes on, and he, he said Ray Lewis put him on his ass. It was one of the hardest hits he's ever experienced in his life. Uh, <laughs> but it was the 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 comment of pretty much them pretty much saying, like, you know, we had the certain NFL teams have that wink, wink, nod, nod with each other, you know? Yeah. Hey, you guys suck. We suck. Let's just try to get this shit over with. Right. That I, I took, and I was just like, that's that's interesting. And it brings mm. me to a little bit of my conspiracy. Okay. Oh, let's hear it, KB. Let's, let's hear it. The Indianapolis Colts. Hear me, hear me. The Indianapolis Colts have <laughs> every reason to lose this game today. Y'all look at me funny because I've had I've had my friends who I've explained this to look at me funny. Ryan, what you just said makes no fucking sense. It makes all the sense in the world. Why? The Colts and the Houston Texans play in the same division. Mm-hmm. The Colts mm-hmm. and the Texans both have a fucking issue at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Do you think the Indianapolis Colts, who have Matt Ryan on their roster, who seemingly not hurt, bitch him for Sam Ellinger? Yeah. If the Texans get the first pick, they probably more than likely draft the number one quarterback in this draft in Bryce Young. We can talk about the kid's size. You can talk about the kid's weight. What you can't talk about is what's between his eyes and how he sees the field and how he can throw a football. The kid's fucking great. He's amazing. No ifs, ands, buts about it. If I'm the Colts, I'm not giving them that opportunity, right? We'll, we'll feel the team. I tell my players this. Y'all go out. You can do what you need to do, but we're not going to win this game. Because we're not going to give Houston the number one pick to go draft Bryce Young because we don't want them to, ha- to have the best quarterback. Mm. So you start Sam Ellinger over Matt Ryan. Hmm. Okay. Mm. The, the point number one, that we could be possibly throwing this game because we're not doing what's in the best interest to win it. Second one, if the Bears get the first pick, the Bears aren't going to draft Bryce Young. And I guarantee you, that they would be open for business with that first pick. Mm-hmm. We could jump Houston. Yeah. Pick them in the top five. Because what? The Colts are going to pick, what, fourth overall? Yeah, I think they're fourth right now. We can drop back and offer them a first-round pick, multiple draft picks, and maybe even a player to get to the number one pick and still keep them in the top five. And Houston doesn't get Bryce Young. Huh. Ryan, what you're saying is making fucking sense. I can't believe it. My mind's blown. It's fucking writing on the wall, dog. We're not going to beat the Vikings. The Vikings are still playing for something. Right. We're starting Nathan Peterman. If Peterman right. is coming out as prime Tom Brady and any wide receiver decides to be Randy Moss and catch five touchdowns today, we're not beating the Vikings. Not happening. Zero percent chance, bro. Zero. We are... We are, it is, it is within our grasp right now. It's one of those things where you can almost feel the number one pick falling into our hands today. You know what I'm saying? I, I just, I do not believe that the Indianapolis Colts are really going to be out there trying to win that game today. And on top of all that, look who they got coaching. Jim Irsay called his boy Jeff Saturday for who's never coached Mm. at this level or college. At all. Come be our head coach. So, He's in on the tank, I would think, too. Um, 
And yeah, I, you made, I, made great points there. I, I sat there and I told my friend, I said, dude, I said, I, I need you to understand this. If I've thought about this, believe me when I say at least one motherfucker at the top of the Colts organization has thought about this. Mm. All we got to do is lose this game and they don't get the number one pick. Yeah. And then we could possibly have a shot at getting our franchise quarterback because we know the Bears would do business with us because mm-hmm. we also have ties with them because of Matt Aperflus. We also have ties with them because we have people who were in their organization at the top of our organization. Yeah. Huh. So the conspiracy theories are flying here. The, the, the thoughts are is, is this. I believe that at the end of the day, we will have the number one pick. I, I'm almost 90% sure. And it's all because I've sat there. I, I, I don't know. I must, I, I really talked myself into this. Like there's, there's no way if I'm the coach, I'm sitting there like, yeah, we're going to be willing to let y'all get the, get bright. Young. Stop it. Stop it. Because then we had, we're possibly drafting maybe the third best quarterback. I'm not going to take shots at Will Levis because that's your guy. You know what I'm saying? He, he, he's Kentucky boy, so on and so forth. But if you're telling me right now that if I had to choose between Bryce Young and Will Levis, I'm pretty sure 95% of Americans are going to say we're picking Bryce Young. I agree so, with that. So I, I believe that the Colts would see that shit too because the Seahawks could say fucking to take C.J. Shroud. We don't know at this point. We don't know what the Seahawks have planned. So he said, I talked to Colts fans and they want Stroud. They, hey, they, the, the fans might want Stroud. That doesn't say what the, what upper management might want, bro. Yeah. I, so, just, I think the biggest mm-hmm. question about Bryce Young about, is his size, though. You oh, know, that's definitely going to be it. 5'11, 197. Right now, I mean, we'll see what comes out at the combine mm-hmm. when they have their actual height, weight, weigh in. Cause sometimes you see guys lose an inch or two whenever they hit the, Whenever they hit oh, the combine, <laughs> always do, always do. But I, I'm and and the funny thing, I, big 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 foot lockness, man. I, I say this: Bears fans wanted Deshaun Watson. Upper management wanted Mitch Trubisky. It's true. Just, just just keep that in mind. <laughs> but but the Colts have a history of picking the right quarterback. I mean, they, they picked Peyton they Manning, they picked Andrew Luck, and if it wasn't for Andrew Luck retiring, <laughs> who knows where that organization would be right now. But, yeah, right. I think they're in the situation where they're going to be ready to tear it all down. And Black Monday will be uh, an eventful day, I think, in Indianapolis. Um, and uh, – trying to think of some other team. I mean, maybe Arizona. Maybe you'll see them start tearing it down. And who knows if they think oh, Kyler Murray's the guy going forward. And they've got a top five draft pick as well. So Exactly. That, that's something I didn't think about. Just, I, I believe mm-hmm. they were in contract disputes with him right now because he wants to be paid. Uh, I, I, I'll say this. Having a number two pick doesn't hurt. But it's not the number one pick. Right. I, I truly believe that if the Bears got the number one pick, there would be a lot, a lot of wheeling and dealing. If if the Bears ended up with the number one pick, I, I would call my shot and I would probably pay, I would place money on it to say that the Bears trade before the offseason really even starts, kind of like how we've seen with the Garoppolo trade and some of these other guys being moved. I would imagine we would, we would move for a wide receiver. I don't know if, I don't know if I completely agree with that because I feel like you'd have all the leverage as the number one overall pick. 
So the longer you hold on to it, the more the 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 hotter the bidding war for that pick would get. I know Don Burr came in here last week and was saying nobody's worth the number one pick. Blah blah blah. Having that high pick doesn't matter, but does matter because if someone's looking to build their team, if they can get the number one overall pick, and just like you said, Colts who are in division with the Texans, uh, if they feel like they can jump the Texans. You know, I just feel like we might hold on to that for a little while and see who uh, it, sell it to the highest bidder. And exactly, and I, I explain what I mean by that too, because I'm I'm not saying we would trade the number one pick. You know, what I'm saying just to get a wide receiver. What I'm what I'm saying is this: let's we, we get the number one pick. Uh, season ends, blase blase. We go on, so on and so forth. Let's say that within the the, the up and coming month, we get a phone call from Arizona, or we call Arizona, or whatever it may be. I don't believe we'll get Devontae Adams. I'm not even going to go on that train and say that the Bears will try to trade for him. But you call Arizona and you say, hey, if we threw you guys a fourth-round pick for DeAndre Hopkins, would y'all bite? Huh, he's an agent, he's an agent wide receiver. He has a big contract. What it, a fourth-round pick? You know, we are trying to rebuild. Maybe they bite. Who knows? He went over to Arizona for a second. So you're not going to get the return on the investment. He's older. He's coming. He's been injured. Injured. Mm-hmm. He's out today. Exactly. So if you were to sit there and say, "Yeah, we we made this deal in the offseason because right now we know unequivocally we have the number one pick and we can hold on to that to trade back to gain assets." So we will be willing to part with a mid round pick at that point to get a DeAndre Hopkins. You know what I'm yeah. saying? That. That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying at that point, hey, we got the number one pick, so we're going to – no, hell no. No, no, no. I'm saying I believe they'll be more apt to saying we we would trade a mid-round pick to try to get somebody. Maybe, you know what I'm saying? Maybe they call a, a, a Tampa Bay because we don't know what Tampa Bay is going to do. If Tom Brady is even going to be there next year or if Tom Brady is actually going to retire, we don't know. So that leaves Mike Evans up in the air on whether or not he wants to return. Right. You know – so you call these teams that have these these bona fide alpha males at wide receiver. Hey, Doc, we'll give you this pick here because now we can trade back and we can build our team the way we want to build it. We can take that offensive lineman or defensive lineman and and keep building that way. And we wouldn't have to necessarily worry about a wide receiver until later in the draft. And there's a, there would be a name that I would I believe is kind of slipping down boards who was looked at as a number one pick at one point, which is. Mm-hmm. Uh, his his situation is kind of bad, but uh, Kayshawn Boutte, <laughs> dude, you just spoke to me. <laughs> I I saw Booty in Lexington last year where he got hurt, and he was tearing our ass up before he got hurt. And oh, then he came back this year, and a whole different offense. They didn't use him. He was upset. Then they started putting him in a little bit, and then he was like, well, I'm coming back to LSU. And now he's saying, no, I'm going to the draft. So that might drop his draft status a little bit because people are saying, well, he's inconsistent with what he's saying and what he's doing. But if I can get him, I'm – There's a reason. And uh, it's because he was tearing up that ass. So (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, I I don't know if anybody knows about the Kayshawn Boutte incident or situation, but apparently – him and a him and the wide receiver coach and a couple other guys apparently bust down a female, and oh. this was this came out I guess after he declared that he was going to come back, and that's the reason why he switched. So that's why I'm saying that draft stock is going to be sliding. It's going to be sliding. 
My man oh. said, I'm going to go ahead and get out of here before that this uh, gets up to here and get on the team. So, <laughs> man, but, I mean, if he's got that going on, though. Yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's why I was like. Ah, yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm thinking if he's got that sort of thing going on in the background and with the amount of cap space and, like, you know, with, with the draft picks we've got then, I, I prefer not to. To start, you know, to, to have a rebuild where you got character issues in, in the locker room. If you know, if right. we're going to start from the bottom this year coming, then I want people with high character. Uh, uh-uh. And all, obviously, with the top players, what's the point of having that sort of hanging over the team and and all that? Really, you know, because we've got options like you say, KB. I mean, if yep. you, if you, if we did sign say Hopkins, would you just want him on like a, a one one year deal, like a prove it deal still? Because obviously, like you say, he's up in age and he has had a few injuries. So, say if we did get like a, a named number one receiver, would you want him on like a short-term contract just to see how they get on in first year? This, my, so, I'm I'm starting to become enamored with the idea that we would somehow get DeAndre Hopkins. That's I, I've always been a fan of DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Mm. That he's one of he's one of the top five best route runners in the league. He has arguably some of the best hands in the league and he's produced with nothing at quarterback (laughs) when you look at somebody and you say that his best the best talent he's ever had is probably kyler murray that's it he had deshaun watson and and well yes right he did he did he did he did did. i I forgot (laughs) (laughs) but you're 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 looking at somebody who can help develop a, a, a quarterback. Right. He can be a safety net, like a like how they say some of these premier tight ends are. Mm-hmm. Because you know DeAndre Hopkins is always gonna somehow get open because the, the man is just that damn good. It doesn't matter that guy, how that guy gets open in quadruple coverage. Yeah, and he's uh <laughs> we've seen it. The motherfucker yeah. is is catching balls over three motherfuckers in the end zone for touchdowns to win games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh you know what and, I'm saying? So, and and he's played with young quarterbacks who are learning the learning the game, learning the system, learning the NFL, like Deshaun Watson and Kyler Murray. Uh yeah. so yeah, I mean and, that would be a I, I like D Hop a lot. Yeah. And, and also as well. Be, so, sorry, ahead, okay, babe. Also, yeah. also as well, if you if you notice this season, the teams which have surrounded uh the young their young quarterbacks of a big number one, their their mm-hmm. quarterbacks have improved dramatically. You know, the guy yeah. from Philadelphia, look how good he's been this year. Uh, the quarterback for the Dolphins, you know, they got Tyree Kill, look how good he's been this year. You know, I know he's been injured a lot. You know, if you just give Fields that, number one, you know, that play where the opposition go, oh, shit, we've got to try and cover him yeah. for 60 minutes. Uh, right. You know, that that's obviously going to give Fields a lot of confidence, but also it's going gonna, it's gonna to be productive as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not only that, it helps your depth chart because you yeah. move Chase Claypool down to a number two. You can let Mooney work Mooney on the slot. The yeah, yeah. That's so cool. yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm a hundred percent like I I don't I don't like to sit here and be like, yeah, this is what's gonna happen and it's not happening, and then we just sitting here like, dog, we we were so sure about this shit. <laughs> I to me, if I would if I was to just look around the league, don't the player that makes the most sense to say that we went out and traded for if he was an older player would be DeAndre Hopkins because of all those things yeah. that we just did. Uh, 
like, like I say, I, I just can't see all people all talking about the Devontae Adams thing. You know, it, it, I've heard that he came out and was like he's willing to try to make this thing work in uh, Vegas. So I, I'm, I'm like I say, I'm not even gonna get on that hype train. I, I and I'm a, I'm a Devontae Adams fan too. To, well, we're gonna have a Las Vegas Raider on with us this offseason. Oh yeah, so oh maybe. yeah. <laughs> maybe we slide oh, yeah. in a clip. <laughs> Like, hey man, why don't you just get for the Vegas? Vegas. So I, I don't, I don't have to go to Vegas to watch games. Well, oh. I was looking, I was <laughs> looking him up on the on Spot Track, um, and apparently he only signed a one year deal with with Vegas, so he's mm-hmm. a free agent wow. again this off season. You might be gonna have to kind of kind of coerce him into coming home. You know, I, well, probably, I home, but he'll probably call your other cousin and end up in Green Bay or something. You know? Man, if he did that shit, I'd disown him. I, 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 I swear, Motherfucker, you did what? <laughs> yeah, no, don't do that to me. My heart was too much, man. But uh, it's it's sad because we uh, I I know at some point we had to get into talking about this Vikings game. I, I'm I'm really not interested in this game at all, bro. Yeah. I, I mean, it seems like you talked about the wink, wink, nod, nod. It seemed like that game in Detroit last week. <laughs> Our players were not interested in Fuck being there. Out. They were not interested in playing. They yeah. they were just like, just run this clock out, man. And I, I know Don Burr's in the yeah. chat, and he's talking about Detroit versus everybody, of course. But You hey. know what, Don? Go, I, I wish y'all all the success in the world today. Go out and beat Green Bay and find a way to get into the playoffs. Yeah. Go, go, go ahead, because I, I would rather see y'all and deal with your ass than deal with Green Bay Packers fans and, and Aaron Rodgers being in the playoffs again. Got go, so go out, whoop his ass, whoop his ass. That's what I'm telling y'all to do. Good, good on y'all. Y'all, y'all got hot at the right time. Yeah, y'all. The Detroit Lions are a hard team to really dislike. Yeah, they, they got they have a very likable coach. Uh, he always is talking crazy about you know biting kneecaps and shit and and crying on in press conferences. But the man has heart. He has grit. Good for y'all, bro. Good, good for y'all. After this year, I can care less. We, we coming for that ass next year. But right now, go out and 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 beat they ass. I, I will cheer for y'all. <laughs> I would. I would. Yeah. I, I think I, I like Dan Campbell a lot. And I watched the uh I watched the hard, the, knocks. hard knocks from last from the offseason, you know, and uh and I think that might be a spot where Will Levis ends up. I know Don Bird loves him some Jared Goff, but I just feel like Levis fits that grit personality that they're turned that the the culture that they're building in Detroit, and they're not scared of Kentucky guys. You got Josh Pascal out there, played defensive end at Kentucky. Uh, Logan Stenberg is an offensive guard that I think he's a reserve on their team, but so they're not scared of getting Kentucky guys, and I I think that's a good spot for him to. I mean, if the perfect spot would be the New York Giants, but hell, they just made the playoffs, so I don't think he's dropping that far. But uh, nah. yeah, we're, we're all we're all Lions fans today. I think versus everybody. It's everybody versus Green Bay. <laughs> I, I would much I mean, rather I, see them win today than than fucking Green Bay. Good guy. I would. I mean, I yeah. mean, for me, any, you know, any team, any team wants uh, the opposition to the Green Bears are my is my favorite team that week. Any t- any team what's gonna be, you know any team where they're playing and if they beat them I'm really happy. But I mean the downside is that obviously Green Bear being on this you know this resurrection of of uh, performances over the last sort of month. So they have they've sort of got the uh, they're on a bit of a roll, you know what I mean, which is 
care, especially Rogers. But yeah, man, I'd love, I'd love that Detroit to pass against at playoffs and then shut fucking Rogers up for another six months. Let him go away and do some more uh, South American acid and uh, and fuck him. <laughs> so eloquently, yeah, not poor. South <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can tell Green Bay is kind of feeling themselves at this point. They're they're all over the TV talking about, yeah, we got hot. Boy, we're, we're not out of it yet. Rodgers said early in the season, yeah. I'm playing until we're mathematically eliminated. Well, he's drug it out as far as he can. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And then I was going to say, bro, I've been sat here and seen clips of Jair Alexander talking cash shit, bro. I'm just like. I hate that motherfucker. I was like, bro, y'all been getting, you've been getting toasted all fucking year. You you got lucky against concussed fucking tour, and that's the only reason why y'all won that game. Like, gee, stop, St- stop it. So yeah, bro, yeah, I know where he went to college, right? Yeah, he went to Louisville, so I know you hate him. Down. <laughs> I know you hate him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, but bro, shit talking. I I knew it was bad with my homeboy because my homeboy's a Packers fan, yeah. and he was just like. It, it just the stuff he's doing and saying just seems so kiddish. And he was like, "But he—he's a kid. I get it. But God, it's annoying. It's like just like just play football, man." It's Did like, you hear what he said about uh, Shannon and I think it was the Shannon Sharp and and whatever that show is. Undisputed. Um, no. What he, he's like, well, he, he said, "Well, Shannon, Shannon Sharp, and I think it's Skip Bayless, right?" This one. Yeah. He said, "Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless need you." Watch how they talk about me when they say I'm a good corner. I'm a great corner. I'm a great corner. Like, remember what Walter Payton said? Mm-hmm. If you're good, you'll tell everybody. If you're great, they're gonna tell you. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm. I'm just. I. I just really want them to lose. Yeah. I mean, that's that's. <laughs> yeah, I do. I mean, that's that. That's that's a bit of my feeling about Skip Burlish. Really, I think he, he thinks he's a legend, but. Proper legends are only legends when other people say you're a legend. You don't oh, proclaim man. yourself as a legend, you know what I mean? Yes. And I think how Skip Burley's acting after that after that after that poor Buffalo player went down earlier this week, his tweets. Man. I know it's been mentioned that before, I thought it was disgusting. And he's done something similar. I can remember when uh that Prescott uh, lost his uh brother to a suicide. And Skip mm. Burley's is a Cowboys fan and, and he, he acted very similar to that, so for me, I, I like Shannon Sharp, but I can't stand Skip Bayless. I think he's yeah. an absolute terrible, terrible so, guy. <laughs> when I, I say this because when he put the tweet out, I believe what Skip was trying to say made sense, but it was just at the wrong time. Oh yeah, you don't right. you don't tweet oh, that yeah. right after the play just happened. This kid's battling for his life. Yeah. Uh, but I, I sat there and I watched coverage on that play afterwards, and you've seen a lot of other people had this had similar, you know, what I'm saying questions. How's this going to affect football going forward? This is one of the first times that the NFL in the modern times had to really deal with something like this. Mm-hmm. Nobody knows how how we go forward. Uh, so is when he put the tweet out. Yeah, I understood what you're saying, and I said I've said it myself in in a few tweets. He didn't say anything necessarily wrong. It was just worded incorrectly, and it was put at it was put out at the wrong time. But yeah. uh yeah, but skip 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 can't yeah. get out of his own fucking way. I mean, he did apologize. He he came out and apologized. It came out. And then you seen I mean, Shannon I, I, Sharp didn't go on the yeah, show that did, day. He did 
he did he did apologize but i think that was a lot down to uh his boss is going you know you really need to apologize because you know they, this tweet what he said out makes you look so bad uh, for Shannon yeah. Sharp, to, you know, not to turn up to do a show with a guy. I mean, that, that speaks volumes to me, especially because mm -hmm. he's, he's an ex-player as well. You know, yeah. I mean, we had, a, we had a similar situation over here in the UK. Um, an English Premiership football player, he just collapsed on the pitch exactly the same way. He, he's out stopped for nearly 30 minutes. Um, and luckily, he made a full recovery. I mean, I don't know if he ever played again, but obviously, the main thing is that he's alive and healthy. Uh, right. So it has happened a few times, you know, over here. We've had it in rugby and we've had it in the uh, European uh, uh, finals this year. Uh, a Denmark player went down exactly like that. And it sort of galvanised their team. They did quite well. But, uh, yeah, I just thought we were a bit insensitive, really, because, you know, it was such a shocking thing what happened. And, you know, I think it's just about the timing, isn't it, really? Just give it, give things to settle down a bit before you, yeah. you start tweeting stuff like that out, really. Exactly. Yeah. And, I mean, while we're on the subject, we should definitely give a shout out to uh, Hamlin, Bills Mafia, everybody oh. that watched that. You know, they were in Cincinnati. I knew a lot of people that were at the game, and they were just, you know, as a as a like I didn't think about it while I was playing, but as a father of a son who plays, I'm trying yeah. not to cry here, but that mm. was. That was tough to watch. Uh, yeah. Apparently, it happens a lot more often in baseball and hockey because, you know, uh, they don't have as much protection and stuff. Uh, but definitely shout out to all of them. And 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 I had my faith in humanity restored when I saw his GoFundMe jump to oh I over think, a seven, million, seven million. Oh. <laughs> like he uh, it was yeah. <laughs> and and you. Yeah. You you hear certain people, you know what I'm saying, when you hear old heads talk like, bro, this, this game, you can die playing this game. You just kind of look at him, you brush it off. <laughs> Shut up, dog. That's, that's not going to happen. Right. And to see it happen, uh, I had, uh, you know what I'm saying, a couple of my buddies that I work with, uh, one of the old lieutenants who had retired just recently had tweeted out a picture saying, you know what I'm saying, it's crazy that, you know what I'm saying, at that point, probably the most underpaid person on the field at that point was the, the workers on the ambulance and they, they meant the most in that day. Yeah. And as you know, what I'm saying as a first responder, you, we, we go into so many things you, at that point, you don't know, you know, what you're going to go into or if you can even get somebody revived. So shouts out to the, the, the personnel wow. on the field that, that gave, you know what I'm saying? CPR for the nine minutes until they showed Absolutely. up. Absolutely. Because that nine minutes saved that man's life. Uh, mm -hmm. Having people react right away, and then you see how all the players reacted, it takes a toll on people. And you see certain people, oh, it's all fake. And, you know, they're only doing this and saying this. They didn't even know this guy over a week ago. It doesn't matter, dog. Right. When you see somebody go down like that, you can see, especially if you have kids. And if your kids play football or you have family that's in the league or anything, right. that could be anybody. Mm -hmm. that, I'll guarantee you that kid, he was totally fucking healthy going into that game or, or, or so he thought. Mm -hmm. And to have something like that just happen out of the blue. He could have been there on the field and that could have been mm -hmm. that kid's last day. It doesn't matter if you didn't know him. He, could, he can be the fucking long snapper. Right. It doesn't matter if he's 
up here in the league and everybody knows him, or if he's down here, nobody knows him. The shit happened. Yeah. He he has a family, mm-hmm. and the human element element cannot be taken out of that. So I I don't sit there. I'm not going to judge anybody that had any kind of emotional feelings towards it because it, you, you said AC, you said you had to stop yourself because you you felt like you were going to cry. That's understandable. You have a son that plays the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I I wouldn't even know what to do if I'm sitting there. I I have the skills. <laughs> you know right. what I'm saying? The, to to be one uh, to be a first responder mm-hmm. something that happened in that that instance but what do you do right. how do you react you know what i'm saying so you know what i'm saying shouts out to all mm-hmm. everybody that, that acted quickly man shouts to everybody that disaffected because i know if it, it affected the world man it was it was nice for once to see people oh, yeah. do it that are trying to fight each other about the situation man so Absolutely. uh i'm i'm yeah. nigga, i mean I'm, you're right kid yeah wait right Go ahead. Sorry, Go KB. Ahead. You're right. No, you're you're actually on. It was, it was actually. Sorry, mate. Uh, but like, uh, you're right because it was actually on the uh, national news over here about what happened. You know, mm-hmm. and like we have, we you know, we have NFL on the TV, but it's obviously it's a minority sport. And this were on like the six o'clock BBC, six o'clock news. What covers it? It wasn't everybody knows. Yeah, sort of. Realize that these guys are human beings, they're not robots. You're not playing right. Madden. These, these guys, no. like you say, Cuban, so like these guys got families, loved ones, friends, it'd be like, you know, and I started thinking about God, you know, about my friends and family, and even you guys, like, you know, if anything would happen, it'd be devastating, you know, in a similar situation. So I think it's, I think it's terrible what's happened, but I think it has brought out. Uh, you know the the best side of humanity, you know, throughout the NFL. I think the NFL has has dealt with it really well. And uh, you know, and I think you know, when you, I watched the uh, Raiders game last night, and there were loads of people in the crowd wearing number yep. three T-shirt. You know, it's just a shame where we have to have a tragedy to actually show you know, humanity, the best of humanity, sometimes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you talk about the jersey. The uh, Hamlin jersey was the most sought-after jersey on Fanatics this last uh-huh. week. His, yeah. his jersey sales skyrocketed, and we'll be seeing those jerseys throughout all NFL stadiums this week, I think. Um, Eric Cush brings up a good point. Uh, wasn't there a coach that had a heart attack on the sideline a few years ago? I think that was um, – Was it Denver or Houston? Well, he used to coach at both of those places. Okay. Yeah, Denver's, Denver's – Yeah, what was his name? It won the Super Bowl with Denver. Um, it would have not played for a long time. What a. Oh, it might have been. Start with Case, not Kadawa. I, 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 I thought it was Kubiak. Kubiak, that's the name. That's it. That's the yep. one. Yeah, that's Gary the one, Kirby. Yeah, I was going to say. I, 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 a heart attacks on the field. And they, they were saying that the, the field, if you're not at the hospital, it's one of the. I mean, uh, you hate to say it this way, but it's one of the best places for something like that to happen because there are so many first responders. Oh, yeah. You know, there is an ambulance on the field. Both teams have doctors uh, and everything like that. But, uh, yeah, it's a, that was a tough yeah. situation to watch Monday. And I'm so happy to hear that his breathing yeah. tube was removed. He was able to FaceTime his team yesterday. So yeah. he's making great progress. I don't, I don't know if he'll ever play again, but that's – neither here nor there at this point you know this is about something it's like everyone said it's bigger than football at this point and uh 
and and we're just happy to hear that that guy is is making a recovery. You know, um, I'm, I'm sure he has something to fall back on. He's probably got a college degree. I know he played at Pittsburgh. They were talking today. I was watching NFL Network before I came down because you know where this plays out is playoffs. The uh, Bills and Chiefs, if they're playing in it, they want to do a neutral site game because. Mm. You know, yeah. technically, it, it affected Buffalo the standings. Yeah, I was gonna say Buffalo was fighting for the number one seed. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, but they I, uh, said that it's possible they could be playing at uh, in Pittsburgh. At used to be called Heinz Field. I don't remember what they changed the name to, but that's a that's a big thing because Hamlin played college at Pittsburgh and they played on Heinz Field. So it's mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. Say that'd actually be dope mm-hmm. if they they went to the Pittsburgh and played there. And, you know what I'm saying? Just just played at the college field. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just just honored kid. But uh, like I say, man, it was bigger than football. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And you see that he woke up and the first thing out his mouth apparently was that we win the game. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I joked that when I heard it, I was like, I, I bet the fucking doctor was like, seriously? <laughs> like, bro, really? <laughs> Like yeah. no man, you won you won a game of life, motherfucker. Yo, yeah. <laughs> you're alive. That's all that matters. So yeah, just hearing that, you know what I'm saying, it kind of it it made me smile and made me laugh because it, you know you hear that the kids in better in a better place now. But it's 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 like a, that age old adage, like from movies, like you the 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 hero comes back and you thought the hero was dead or something happened. He's like, oh, did we? Is it over? Did we win? And it's like. Yes, motherfucker, we won. You did everything for us. We appreciate you. So I was like, I I know that part made me smile, man. I had uh, you know, what I'm saying I and I got to see how Rex Ryan handled it today because that clip was uh making the rounds where he was he was in tears talking about it and saying that you know what I'm saying we I needed that as a coach, as a you know what I'm saying, as a family man who has kids that play the game and everything like that. So I was like, I, I see how it affects everybody, and at the point where we're all just happy that he's here and he's able to mm. do that. So uh shout shouts out to Hamlin man and his family because like I said that that can be anybody. That yeah. can be anybody. Yep. Well it's kinda kinda hard for me to build a segue off of that, but uh <laughs> uh we we got a friend of the barroom making his return, comes through every week and tries to win you some money. My man Johnny Santucci the Tooch. What's good brother? I'm a little bit sick but you're supposed to say speaking of happy to see man i mean uh yeah I, I was listening to dan and aldo last or this morning i was watching yeah. back and, and they talked about you being sick man so we definitely yeah i don't yeah. know what's yeah i was you know having a meeting about the future of uh, uh the dan and aldo show and i'm in there and i'm like i don't know what's going on bro. <laughs> cough wow. medicine you know, just I feel a little bit better today, but I'm still, you know, going to just take it easy today. Yeah. You know, but uh, I couldn't miss what uh, what might be the last uh, Bears game of the season, tail, the last Bears tailgate of the season with you guys. Yeah. And uh, if I was to give out a free play, man, I like the Saints today. They've been playing really good. They're at home against uh, only three points against the Panthers. Mm. Uh, defense on the Saints is back to holding teams to around 15 points a game. And the run defense looks like it's back for the Saints. I mean, they went in and you know, they beat 
the Browns and the and the Bills the past couple weeks. So yeah, that's a, that's a tough one for me though, because yeah, yeah, the Saints are the Saints are doing really well, but the Panthers are. It's more about the Panthers to me. It's yeah, it's they're doing good too. But team to figure out, man. Like some weeks they look great. Some weeks yeah. they just last like week they didn't look good because I was on the other side of that. <laughs> but yeah, the, a form Dante Foreman has been running. He's injured, so uh, I like the Saints to get it done today with uh, Mr. Dalton. But look where we are today with the Bears. I mean, we are. Um, we talked about how uh, whether or not we should sit Justin Fields, and mm-hmm. I don't know, is, is he injured? KB Fields made that appear. <laughs> that motherfucker said he wants to play without saying yeah. it out loud. He, I mean, I, I thought they might try to get him the record at least. You know, uh, most rushing yards oh, yeah. by a quarterback. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. Uh, I, I, I imagine uh, if you're you know going to the game today and you're you know you were expecting to see Justin Fields and instead you're going to get. Nathan Peterman. So. Hey, don't you talk bad about our Lord and Savior, Nathan Peterman, okay? <laughs> He's coming out. He's throwing five touchdowns to, to Randy Moss. <laughs> hey, I'll be honest, man. And you know Dan and Aldo are going to this game. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah they are, yeah. Sit, out, sit yep. out in the cold and watch Nathan Peterman. And a team that looked checked out last week, they're going to be more checked out this week, I think. Uh, but uh, – we just got to keep thinking about that number one overall pick. And honestly, yep. I like being able to see Nathan Peterman because – and Aldo's talked about this before. And, and I think we've talked about it as well. Behind – like if you look at Baltimore, the way they've built their team, they got Lamar Jackson as a starter. Behind him, you got Huntley, who's like a Lamar Jackson light. And then even behind him, they grabbed a guy out of college to put on the practice squad that's another version of – of plays kind of the same way as well. Whereas we have Justin Fields, who can run really well and has a cannon for an arm, and then behind him you've got Nathan Peterman, and before that Trevor Simeon, who not not the same mold of guys. Right, right. <laughs> There's another dude like too, like Tim Doyle or something, who I never heard of. I think he's that the- Tim Broyle. He was Tim a Broyle. practice squad player from Detroit, I believe, and I think he spent okay. time yeah. in Green Bay as well. So he kind of knows the yeah. offense. I think that's why they've got him. Sure, <laughs> but it's uh, I mean. This game's going to be – I mean, we haven't even talked about the game last week, and I don't know if we're going to even talk about the game this week, I'll go to be honest. It doesn't matter at this point. We we know what the game was. Literally, at halftime, everybody was looking around like, are, what, what, are we playing for real? Like, this isn't the same uh, team that, that took them to the wire last time. This It just felt different. <laughs> After the first quarter, yeah. it, felt it felt different. Hell, uh, after the first, felt, uh, it felt different. Sorry, Kirby. Oh no, you're good, bro. It, it just, I'm... it just, it, it just felt so flat. They come out so flat. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think apart, apart from the Washington game, I think that was the most depressing Bears performance I've seen in years. There was no heart. There was no drive. There was no fire. The play calling was terrible, and it was a sort of like. Can we just finish this game and get him off the pitch and uh, kick on for next year? Because that that way it would have so destroying to watch. I thought. I think it was just a, a combination of all the losses, all the injuries, uh, all just combined. And I think the players are probably just well left. They're probably just mentally checking out because you know to, to lose like you have been losing every week. It must affect your mental 
status so much and you must feel embarrassed because you're losing and you know there's always talk of time it's just felt like you know the whole equation of all that came together and that was what happened with the performance last week but man i was pissed off last week after that game i was pissed yeah i, I remember i just i was checked out by halftime i i was like i'm turning this shit off no, I bro. Was, I was. I, I, there's, there's not a point it you didn't feel any heart from anybody, I, and it, and I, I remember saying because there I've seen people like oh we watch people are gonna make excuses for Justin Fields today. I, Justin Fields played like shit. Now I'll admit that you know what yeah. I'm saying it wasn't his best game. And I think he did that. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say it's yeah. it's okay to say the man didn't play good. The team didn't play good, right? And it just was uninspired football. So I mean, you you think about it in terms of what the regular season would have been, that would have been the last game of the year for us before mm. they added the extra game. And best believe the players on this team know that shit, bro. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, you I, know, we had the discussion, you know, about, you know, and, and people were mixed about whether or not it was worth the risk of playing Justin Fields because, you know, you saw Kyler Murray go down, you know, a non-contact. Tears ACL and he won't be back until October, November of next year. So, would we take the same risk with Justin Fields, you know, whether or not that was worth it? And it appears that Bears management has made a decision that it isn't worth it, you know. So, but, uh, you know, we get to take a look at some other players today. There's some ex Bears on the Vikings, Duke Shelley and Chris Tonga. And uh, you get, well, maybe we'll get a look at Dieter Eisen, Jatire Carter. Demarcus Gates, maybe a pass rusher, uh, Jalen Holmes and Terrell Lewis, some of these guys, maybe, you know, get, Terrell Lewis that, is interesting. one reason to watch the game. we got a couple of defensive backs who will be suiting up today. Uh, Stroman Jr. I think goes on the commanders and uh, Adrian Colbert is the other guy. I was going to say and, also that yeah. they picked up from Denver. Uh, right. I, I guess a lot of people, uh, one, one of, you know what I'm saying? The guys from the bar room, uh, Jordan, you know, he was he was real high on that kid. So mm -hmm. uh, he'd be interesting to watch, too, I guess. Yeah. And, you know, uh, you have to think about uh, some of the some of the Bears who probably uh, will be playing their last games like Mustafer and, and hopefully <laughs> Mustafer and uh, White Cody Whitehair. I might keep Mustafer for days. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. And I, I promised myself I wouldn't mention the Kentucky mm -hmm. Alabama game today. Uh, wow. Basketball. Buddy. <laughs> So just what's going on with Shibuya? I don't, I don't know, know how to play basketball anymore. I don't know what yeah, yeah. we could talk about it, man. I it's, it's and people here, you know, John Calipari has a lifetime contract. Yep. So he's gonna coach until he don't want to coach no damn more. And all of us, yep. you know, he he hasn't won a title in a decade, and he still plays like it's 2012. So that's the biggest problem. You yep. got a guy that runs up the court and just dribbles, dribble, 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 try to throw it into Oscar and hope he can do something. That yep. shit ain't gonna work no more, man. First of all, you ain't got AD down there. Seaway's great. Yep. I mean, he he won a national player of the year last year, but yep. that play doesn't work anymore. I wish they play like like we just saw how Alabama plays or how yep. uh when we when we lost to Missouri, the way they play. We have the horses to play like that, but yep. Calipari just will not do it and I don't He's know gotten rid of everybody who would question him. He's such a yes man at this point. I mean, yeah, we got. But I mean, I, the Hawkeyes got their own problems too with McCaffrey and his son. 
you know, uh, uh, the son, his son, the star leaving the team because he's got anxiety issues probably caused by his dad, who's a maniac, yeah. but uh, can can throw up 100 points on you, don't play a lot of defense. But, uh, uh, you know, I uh, uh, the college basketball season for me, guys, has been, man, it's been tough. The numbers are so sharp, and you pick the right team winning, then, you know, last couple seconds, a missed free throw here and there, and you're not covering the, covering the spread. Right. But uh, it, it'll it'll turn around. Um, but yeah, the uh, I wanted to talk a little bit with you guys about the Claypool trade. Who is if if the Bears, you know, whether they finish with the first or second round pick, Claypool cost the thirty third or thirty fourth overall pick. And how you know I got roasted for saying that. I didn't think it was worth that high of a pick. Because it's actually I, the 32nd or 33rd pick because Miami okay, right, doesn't because, have a pick right, in the first round. Because of punishment. Yeah, right. Because they probably forgot 32nd or 33rd pick. So, uh, uh, and, and you have to weigh that against the fact that there really aren't a lot of good free agent the receive free right. agent receivers next year. There's, there's nothing really in there, man, for, for next year. So, um, Poles had to make a move. I don't know. He he also probably factored in the fact that he didn't want Green Bay to get a hold of Claypool and face Claypool, you know, twice a year. But right. to me, that that wasn't a big enough reason to trade picks because, like every off season, the Bears have a million holes to fill. KB Chris, <laughs> I mean, there's a million holes to fill: defensive line, offensive line, you know, <laughs> back, secondary linebackers. You know, we need wide receivers. You know, we probably need. Yeah, we'll probably need another extra tight end. Yeah, the whole front seven. There's just so much, you know. So if the Bears were to have that first pick overall, they could really control the draft. And I guarantee you, if you think that didn't cross Ryan Pohl's mind, you know, having the number one overall pick in the whole draft, and he can control everything, you know, demand the most to take, you know, take every offer and grab the best offer, play teams against each other, and, and, and get a haul. Then you know I got an Arlington Park Raceway to sell you. So, but uh, I was gonna say I don't yeah. know if you actually heard my conspiracy theories on uh, yeah. what I believe the Colts are gonna do today. Uh, well, I, I believe the Colts are gonna throw this game pretty much. Uh, I believe they'll they'll put a team out there, but not yeah. they're not gonna tell this team to beat the Texans because you you lose or I mean you win you give the Texans the number one pick. They go get they go draft Bryce Young. Oh, what do you know? They they have yeah. their number quarterback for 10 years. And they can pay for it. Right. The Colts have to deal with this motherfucker two yeah. two times a year. No, we're, yeah. we That's we brilliant. come out there, we come out there, we give Sam Ellinger the starting chance over Matt Ryan, who would give you the yeah. best chance to win. Yeah. But you you let the Bears get the number one pick. The Bears aren't gonna draft Bryce Young. Nope. We can call Chicago and offer them what they want. So that's that's my that's my thinking. Like I said, if I if I'm thinking that somebody in the, the Colts organization has at least pondered this shit. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, why Man. why would you allow the Texans to have you know a guy who's going to be playing against mm-hmm. you twice a year without making them expend extra mm-hmm. draft picks? You know, it's it's great, KB. I, I think you're and, on to and something. And the Colts there. have right now the fourth overall pick and the thirty sixth yep. overall pick. Plus, you yep. might be able to get a first next year. Who knows? Maybe they'll throw a DeForest Buckner in for for good measure. I was going to say you got your, it's always a thought. <laughs> then you got your three technique, and you're not as worried about dropping down. You know, you traded away the 32nd or 33rd overall pick, but you've got the 36th one now. I, I, 
I mean, Claypool is more of a project for next year. We'll see how he does next year. You know, yeah. he's already talked this offseason. He's going to work with Fields. He's going to be one of those guys out there with him and Komet. And Mooney will probably, if he's healthy, yeah, he'll probably he's be out there with him, you know. Um, yeah, we got uh, AQ St. Brown re-signed. Oh, but, yeah. You know, he's like a fourth or, fi- fourth or fifth wide receiver, which, you know, uh, that's depth. Another mm-hmm. guy uh, the Bears will probably get a good look at today is is Dante Pettis. You know, does a lot of things. You know, whether it's blocking or returning kicks, uh, he seems to understand the offense and knows how to get open. He's not a superstar, but uh, he's a guy that could fill that number four wide receiver slot, maybe number three. Amen. You know, but you have to go into this. You got to get somebody. I heard you guys talking about Keishon Butte, who I love. Man, that dude is a technician. Uh, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, you got to come out of this draft with one or two wide receivers because yeah. there's just there's no option. There's no options out there unless we trade something. We may we may trade a, a, the top pick and get a player back in return along with draft picks. Who knows? You know. Uh, uh, well, after seeing polls last year, what he went into the draft with five draft picks yeah. and came out with eleven players. I yeah. I don't think he's scared to move around. Oh, no, at all. To me, that was overkill, man. Like I, I've said before, I thought he was going to trade right out of the draft. Man, we never have zero picks. You know? My man, my man looked at this shit and said, "Huh, I can flip all these picks and get double." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, we're all just trading around. We didn't get a lot, man. That's the thing. That, you know, I, I know a lot. Some of the guys were were injured and stuff. And uh, oh, really? For all of us, yeah. yeah. For all of us trading around, I didn't think. You know, we got a lot. We'll have to see next year. Because so we ended guys. up with Braxton Jones, who's been yeah. okay. He hasn't been great, but I mean, yeah. he's he's been a solid left tackle. And uh, if we over, if we draft over him, maybe you, maybe he's young enough to move to the right side, and exactly. and you fill that hole. I don't know. Uh, yeah. You end up with Elijah Hicks, who we didn't expect anything out of, but due to injury, he was yeah. forced to play and. I mean, he hasn't been great, but he's a good depth piece, you know, and, and that's right. kind of what you're looking for late in the draft. You don't expect a Tom Brady in the sixth round, you know. Yeah. You kind of you kind of expect a, a, I don't know, backup something, you know. And I, I'll say this about uh, our, our incumbent left tackle at the moment. He really needs an offseason to, to add strength to his game. Mm. I, I, I truly believe that if that kid got stronger – Braxton Jones would be a fucking force at tackle. I'm not going to yeah. say at left. I'm I'm, yeah. I'm just going to say a, a force at tackle. One extra mm-hmm. year in an NFL weight program, KB. And it, it does yeah. a world of difference because yeah. you're playing with, I don't want to say children's strength compared to a grown man's strength, but that's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. – yeah, I came from Southern Utah. You know, they didn't yeah. have the best uh, exactly. facilities to to build up his strength. And and Greg Gabriel's talked about Braxton Jones being yeah, in the mold him. of a Ronnie Stanley for yeah. for Baltimore. Who exactly? I mean, he's yeah. a lot down left tackle. Yeah. You know, it, it it showed. He got bulled a few times, man, mm-hmm. towards the end of the season. You know, it, teams figured out you could bull rush him, and, you know, and, and knock him back. But uh, he's got to get stronger, and you know, he's got. He mirrors great. He's got good feet. You know, uh, mm. it, it, it's up to him how good he could be. Exactly. The sky, the sky's the limit. The, the kid can be just an average tackle, or he can be something like a Trent Williams and just be a fucking mauler and, and amazing at his position. But like yeah. I said, it's up to him. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I regard, regard to Braxton Jones, would you, would you guys want the Bears to bring like a high up free agent left tackle? You know, oh, I still would love that. I still would yeah. love a tackle. If if yeah. there was a yeah. way, let 
I, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bring up the Orlando Brown shit because apparently Chiefs fans like he sucked all fucking year and just decided to be good halfway through the season. But I'm let's say you get somebody who's you know what I'm saying in that mode, and I'm just saying in general. If like my boy AC said, if Braxton Jones is still young and you can move him to right tackle, you solve two positions. And like I said, I feel that with the strength addition that he's going to get in the offseason, Braxton Jones is going to be fine. He has yeah. the technique, like, like two said. It's just you have to add the strength to that. Once he adds yeah. the strength to it, I believe the kid's going to be fucking amazing. And that might either be him staying at the left or them saying, hey, you know what? We drafted, let's say, Peter Skaronsky. And, or the 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 tackle out of Tennessee, who I, that I believe is really fucking good. And, that right? Yeah, and we decided to to flip flop sides. I I don't care. Braxton Jones to me is going to be a linchpin as long as he adds strength. Yeah, yeah. Well, we, Darnell Wright to me is more of a right tackle. Um, but yeah, you do need help all along the O line. Uh, we don't yeah. know what the plan is with Lucas Patrick, but I've been watching centers. Um, I know. My man KB talked about John Michael Schmidt, uh, John Michael Schmitz out of Minnesota. Um, I don't know how high his draft stock will climb. Um, you know, we had a guy, you know, I mean, you know, Tooch, the Iowa kid, Linderbaum, yeah, Tyler Linderbaum ended, yep. up, ended up going in the player. first round. So, yep. we'll oh, hell what, yeah, yeah, we'll see what yeah. John Michael Schmitz does if he, if he tests yep. well and, and does all that. But, uh, Michigan's got a lot of good old line. Say, bro, it's, yeah, it's, Michigan, number one ranked offensive line in the NCAA preseason. Notre Dame got a good offensive line too. It's like Patterson from Notre Dame is 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 a good inside. He plays yeah. center. Uh, I can't I can't I can't say the kid's name out of Michigan. It's it starts with an O. Yeah, I feel bad because that's oh yeah. Team. I can't. I've I can't, read it, I but I can't it. say it either. <laughs> I was gonna say him. Uh, Nick said uh, then the kid from Georgia. It's yeah. it's it's still some good inside linemen that that could possibly play center that's coming out of this draft, not named Schmitz. Yeah. So, uh, it's it's a good year to need a center. If if yeah, the I Bears think Ohio State centers coming out, I'm just trying yeah. To I was gonna mention yeah, uh, Paris Johnson, pretty good tackle on yep. Ohio State. Got to look mm-hmm. at around ten or twelve uh, in the first round. Um, but yeah, I mean they, they're gonna have if whether they have one or two. I guarantee you the chance, 99% chance that they're trading out of that slot. Yeah. Oh, just yeah. You know, uh, if they stay up there, uh, if let's say they get two and they stay or one or two and they take Jalen Carter, you know, who, who isn't a bad player. I know he's got the knock of taking plays off, but if you watch the game uh, last Saturday uh, or two Saturdays ago, uh, dude was double triple team. He still was getting, getting in the backfield, you know, but yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm fine with that. You know, yeah, for, for, gonna, for the Bears, I'm, I'm fine with either him or Will Anderson, man. I, I I would love to have either one, but like I said, I also understand the fact of you need an entire team. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's the. But you know that, and as long as I've been a Bear fan, it's like it seems like that's always the case. Every off season is <laughs> the number of holes to fill exceeds you know what we the draft picks we have. You know, mm-hmm. right? it's just. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I know we'll have we'll have a lot of uh, uh, of spending money uh, to do things, but uh, in in the draft they've got to come away with two picks in the first round, in my opinion. Yes, yeah, Ooh, yeah. big time. So I'm googling NFL teams with multiple first round picks. Eagles, uh, yeah. 
Well, Eagles, uh, Seahawks, Detroit, yeah, Se- Seahawks was definitely Detroit. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, even like the situation you put out, KB, about the 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 Colts, their second round pick is pretty high as well, and oh. and you could maybe get a player or two out of them. Um, and, and and the Lions traded with the Vikings last year, so they're not scared to trade within the division either, right? You know. I, I remember I was selling this to my dude last night when I was explaining my conspiracy theory to him. Uh, I said if there was a way that the Bears got out of that first pick and the Colts, uh, they trade up with us, of course, they say, you know, we'll give you a first this year, we'll give you our second, probably a fourth into four is Buckner. I said, oh, Chicago, I'm taking that trade. Hell yeah. <laughs> every every day of the fucking week. Even if would be happy to have Buckner. Exactly. I said it gives you it gives you the three tech that you need. We yep. only drop back three spots, so we can we can realistically get out of there with a Miles Murphy, or you know what I'm saying if you like Tyree Wilson over over Miles Murphy, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You, you can still get a premier pass rusher, have your three tech, you know. Yep. So I was like, yeah, I, that that Colts pick is still a glorified first round pick to me. I, I, that's like two first number ones to me. Right, and so, you might even trade back again. I mean, you have the Falcons might want to move up to get somebody. You'll have, I mean, if you're sitting at four. Oh, uh, don't don't let you sit at four and C.J. Stroud be on the board still. <laughs> no, don't let you sit on. Yeah, sit or Will Levis. Yeah, someone okay. else trade up for Levis too. Hey, uh, you want to do what now? Mm. Oh, you want to trade? We just traded, but you want to you want to trade with us? Yeah, we'll do that for you. Yeah. Add more picks. We'll, we'll end up with 18 picks in this damn draft. <laughs> well, we don't need say, it. Uh, <laughs> Will Anderson doesn't fit the Bears system. We do need I mean, that. Even if you're bringing him in on passing downs, I'm okay with that. Boy, too. I, listen, I, I don't care. He, he's a good player. He, yeah. but Will Anderson's all of what six foot four, two hundred and sixty pounds, some shit like that. Uh, what, what's what's wrong with that? Khalil Mack is around that size. And Khalil Mack played better in a four three, mm-hmm. so I, I, I listen. I don't care. <laughs> Will Anderson's a hell of a pass rusher. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, so it's well, like, just coming in on, on pass, obvious passing downs. You know, it's according to Wikipedia. How big is he? Six four two forty three, according to Wikipedia. Hold yeah. on, hold on. Like I said, interesting fact. Let's let's Google Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Max what like two fifty at most. But yeah, something like that. Six foot three, two six. They got him at two sixty nine. Wait, Brooke Mac. Yeah, you there. Listen, I'm okay with putting Will Anderson in that fucking DE. <laughs> I don't know, like I Just mean, third, third along, go get the quarterback, dog. I mean, it, it might be all right, but like the edge rusher position in this draft, it's not as top heavy as it usually is. I think, like. You've got yeah. There's a Will Anderson, but Tyree Wilson looks really good out of Texas Tech. Yep. Um, the kid out of yeah. Notre Dame, Foskey, he's getting a oh, lot dude. of buzz right now. So uh, Jared Verse, I I stand. He on went back field. to college. He's going back. Announced you yesterday. Of, you son of a bitch. Going back to Florida State. Oh. Man, there there was a dude playing yesterday in the Raiders game that I liked out of Central Michigan. He got, I think the Raiders got him in like the seventh round. Max, oh, Max, Max Crosby. Crosby. I wanted the Bears to draft him at the end of the draft when he came out, and I was like, this dude could rush yeah. the passer, man. He never gives oh. up, man. He's a good yeah. player, man. He could have had him towards the end of the draft that year. Well, man. a guy that I've been grabbing late 
in mock drafts. I think like fifth round or so is uh, Mike Morris out of Michigan. Is uh, what's yeah. he play like? KB. He, he's a he's a decent player, man. I, I'm not gonna say he's a world beater, but he's he's definitely right. man. They'll say that that defense as a whole. I mean, through the whole season, it was just like, damn, these dudes are fucking go getters, bro. Yeah. Mike, I was gonna say an, another name to look at if you don't get the three tech that you want is Mizey Smith. Dude's an athletic fucking freak. Yeah. So I yeah. I I would honestly take the defense from the entire front seven of the the Michigan defense right now. I would take the entire offensive line from okay. Michigan. You're what right are you now. doing with my boy Sanborn if you're taking their whole front seven? I got to say, no, keep it Sanborn. Keep it Sanborn. Keep it Sanborn. The the linebackers can back him up. <laughs> <laughs> that that kid was a hell of a fine, bro. I, I, I've always stood on this hill, bro. So, sometimes if you can't find the big name who's making this flash plays, go after production. To have the production he had coming mm. out of the Big Ten. The kids was attack. He was a tackling machine. Yeah, I I can care less what what folks say about. Oh, he doesn't run a, a, a fast four seven. That motherfucker chased down Jalen Hurts. He did not <clears throat> not. Oh, he just took a good angle. He chased down Jalen Hurts. What? No, was it Jalen? What? It was a fast quarterback. I just know that. But he chased the motherfucker down. Yeah. <laughs> He's a player, man. Like I said, I got his jersey on the way, so I definitely got a lot of love for yeah, Sam Bourne, the jackhammer. I got a lot of love for that kid, bro. Like I said, sometimes you go after production. Uh, I know one of the times it didn't work was with, with Kashim Green when we drafted him. He had a lot of production. I, I get it. He didn't really turn out. But I would rather take production over a name. You know what I'm saying? If Especially if you're picking late in the draft. I'm not just going to pick a dude because he has a name. Yeah. There, there you go. Tyreek Hill. That it, the fact he chased down Tyreek Hill. <laughs> the, Jack Sanborn is they, what they might want to check their stopwatch on his forty. <laughs> <man. laughs> I, I, I say this: Jack Sanborn is how how big? I, I, I'm, I'm getting into these sizes now. He's not small. Yeah, I was gonna say he's, he's not good. small. Kid. I think he's six five something. Yeah, yeah, oh, six two. I'm, I'm pretty sure two thirty four. This is a 6'2", 234-pound white boy that chased down one of the fastest players in the fucking league. <laughs> and then you tell me he didn't get drafted because he wasn't fast. Okay. You're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, man. Uh, with, with no uh, free, good free agent wide receivers, the Bears have to come away with a stud out of this one. You know, whether it's Boutte well, or someone like I know Madison. it's not a stud, but – yeah. The guy that we just saw last week in Detroit, DJ Chark, he's going to be a free agent. He's yeah, he's like the like best one, though. But yeah. 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 I was going to say, uh, uh, Touche, I don't know if you had heard, uh, you know what I'm saying, the 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 situation that Boutte was in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I, I spoke and I was just like, you know, I, that's pretty much probably going to make his draft stock slide. So I, yep. I, I'm I, not going to lie. If I'm staring Ke- Keishon Boutte down in the fourth round, bro, I would probably try. Yeah, hell yeah. Regardless of the situation. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. As long as, long as it didn't come out that the, the you know what I'm saying? And, and Ryan Poles comes from Kansas City, who is the team that is Drafted all about Tyree giving Kill. second chances. I mean, yep. yeah. Uh, Tyreek Kill, they had uh Kareem Hunt, you know, they they had they have guys with questionable past 
and and uh, so I, he, you know what I'm I get it. You, you know what I'm saying? You're young. You know what I'm saying? You you're gonna chase it if it goes to you. As long as it doesn't come out that you know what I'm saying that this was any kind of forced situation. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Or it was against that girl's will. I get making stupid decisions. So that I, I I can I can live with the fact of drafting somebody because they made a bad choice instead of saying that he did something that that is considered a crime. Yeah. Because <laughs> if it, if it's the crime, the kid's coming to earth. Don't <laughs> he doesn't deserve to be in the league. But yeah, yeah you gotta let the uh <laughs> let the justice system play itself out too. I right. mean, look at what happened with Kobe. He was a, a rapist and all this, they said, and and then he you know, I mean a lot some some women just do that. They see a yeah. a chance of money and they're not always the best either. J Rock says we need a slot receiver, not a you bunch of Mooney. outside receivers. Exactly. You My have point Mooney. exactly. Okay. Mooney I, can I disagree with that. I think Mooney in the slot is a perfect fit. Uh already knows the offense. Uh exactly. has a connection with fields. I, he would he would more than likely make a huge jump if he was exclusively a slot because of his his relationship with Fields. If I can trust you to be where I need you to be, yeah, Darnell Mooney would probably he's be so fired. good on the outside though too. He <laughs> is, he is, he definitely is. But if you're telling me, and and, and this is another thing, if you drafted Butte, he he can play from the slot as well. Yeah, so. You you get a bunch of people that are interchangeable, man. Uh, yeah. I, but I I believe that Darnell Mooney would thrive in the slot. Yeah, He's I mean, a wide receiver I, on the outside, but he would thrive in the slot. When I think about you know really good slot receivers, I saw one last night <clears throat> under Renfro. That dude's like almost uncoverable out of the slot, man. He just his change of direction really uh, incredible. Would love to have a guy like that. And then uh, the other guy is is, is Amon Ross St. Brown, who's amazing. Exactly. Out of two, you know, those two guys are uh, probably the two best in the NFL. Yeah. Well, I think uh, they grabbed Almond Ron like the fifth or sixth round. They grabbed yeah. him late. And yeah. Uh, yeah. so, yeah, he's he's better than our St. Brown, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, look, Mooney, Mooney <laughs> had the injury this year, didn't produce like we, we thought he would, but the offensive line did not give, you know, Fields enough time to really make any of the receivers uh, hit their whatever yardage or incentives or whatever it was. But and Fields is learning a voluminous playbook with the West Coast offense. You know, and everyone's oh, well, Fields, he's not a passer. Uh, he was a passer at Ohio State. Man. Oh, so, yeah, he, he was a, a runner. runner at Ohio. Yeah, he yeah. wasn't. But, you know, one thing is like when Fields steps on the field, man, he's the fastest player on the field, man. He outruns everybody. It's just, uh, yeah, I, you got to figure out how to make it work with Fields. I know he's going into his third year, and I, my fear is that the Bears would be like, well, you know, Fields is in his third year already. Maybe we just grab one of these quarterbacks and you know, take him from the yeah, front to see if somebody wants to trade. Yeah, that would be my fear, trade for Fields, you know. So, Stop yourself, so, dooch, right? So, no, this is this is funny because <laughs> this, this is something that was that was presented to me when I was uh, making my, my argument about the number one pick. Yeah. Uh my guy told me he said uh you know Baltimore let's let's say they chose not to resign uh Lamar because they they just don't want to meet his demands. Yeah. And they were like so Lamar he he wasn't saying we go after Lamar. He was just like so let's say that uh the Ravens call you and they offer a shit ton for the first round pick 
because they uh, they want a guy. And then he was like, no, let me get even more interesting with you. What if they offered a shit ton for Justin Fields instead of the first pick? He said, would yeah. you take it? Yeah. I looked at me as a Fields fan. Of course, no, I said, not me, talk. but yeah. It's like, I, no. I can see. But he was just like, he said, but that's not interesting to you. He said, they called you and offered you a haul of picks for Fields. And then you still kept the number one pick. He said, you wouldn't consider that, man. And I was like, maybe if you ask somebody else, bro. I said, I, my bias is too is too much into this. I said, I, I just I don't like anybody in this draft over Fields. If you trade away Fields, no. then you're right back in a position where you have to find your quarterback for the future. I, I, there's he's no got way a, I'm yeah. trading Fields. Right. I, yeah. my thing, I think he was like he was like you wouldn't take a Stroud or a Bryce Young with that pick and then have all the Baltimore's picks for him. C.J. Stroud has looked damn good. He looked damn good against Georgia. He definitely yeah. did. Go back and watch Justin Fields in that offense, and you tell me which one of those oh, guys are better. Like I said, if you put Fields in this draft, he's hands down the he's best one overall. <laughs> so I, I, Jets I thought fans it was and 49ers fans are still pissed off that they traded it up and didn't grab Fields. They, yeah. <laughs> they no, I was they're, they're say, back I, in square one trying to find a quarterback. I told him. I said I, I saved that question for for the for the show, man. I said I, I said it's it's it's. I said I'm not gonna do it, but I said it, it'd be a good talking point. It, mm, it, yeah. it's, it's definitely something that you can look at and say that is kind of interesting. But no, nah, I'm taking fields all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna stick with fields. Um, I mean, we ain't really talked about the game at all today, but it's about time to <laughs> to try and close this thing up. Now, usually we do a score prediction, bowl prediction, blah, blah, blah. Bowl prediction. So we've been, so we've been talking a lot of draft. We've been talking a lot of free agent. I want you to tell me who you want as a first-round pick, who you want to go after in free agency, and do you think the Bears trade that pick, or do you think they stay – where they're at. I'll start with you, KB, then I'll go to Chris. Oh, and Tooch, oh, oh. And then... Hold on, hold on. Say it again. <laughs> so instead of a score prediction, we're going to do, do a draft pick, a draft pick that you want. Oh, okay. Why. Okay, okay. Second okay. one is free agency. You know, we got to build a whole ass team. It's Who's true. a free agent that you've got your eyes on? And then the third one, do you think the Bears stay put or do you think they trade? their pick regardless if it's one or two all right we're dead so we'll 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 go with the the draft pick of course uh let's say we 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 get the pick we trade back (sighs) ah who god it's it's a it's a boatload of names at that point i say this i because i just i would say probably tyree wilson because I, i would imagine in my head we trade back once, possibly twice, but we still stay in the top ten. So we we get a, we get out of this with Tyree Wilson, and I believe every Bears fan should be still happy about that. Uh, so that, that answers my question. I believe we we trade out of the pick. Okay. Uh, the two names I'll say right now that I'm really looking at in free agency. I mean, they're not really huge names, but. Uh, I say Hargrave is one from the from the Eagles, just just because I believe the fact that the the Commanders could resign Payne, and I mean why wouldn't they try? Uh, the second name I would say would be Yannick Ngakwe. Uh, to me, the, 
dude's still young. I believe he's going to be 27 next year. If for whatever reason, he's he's an underrated pass rusher. He always ends the year around nine or ten sacks. Uh, I I would believe if you had to go into the season, you had a Yannick Ngakwe and a, a Tyree Wilson, and you know what I'm saying somehow got the three tech enter name. You your D line is looking ten times fucking better. Mm-hmm. So one uh, A, I say Hargrave. One B being in Gakway, we trade down, and then Tyree Wilson. Sounds good, Chris. Do you have any uh, information on any of those? Absolutely none, mate. You know, you know, I'm not a massive, uh, you know, follower of college football. So th- these, this is like the hardest question I've had to answer all, all season. What are you give me, AC? I mean, I probably. I'd probably say it by position, which I want, rather than a particular player, because I just don't call college football enough, mate. I mean, I mean, my first sort of initially is that really we need to get a defensive tackle. We need to shore up that defensive line, and also as well, I still think we should pick a, an offensive lineman quite high as well, because we all know what that's you know. I'm one of these people. I like to build a team from inside out. I want to build it on the lines, and I think. I think that's one of the reasons why Detroit's had a good season this year. So that's been their mentality. And I also think the Philadelphia Eagles have been very similar. How they built their team as well over the last sort of year. So for me, it's more to do with linemen. Uh, regarding free agency, um, I'm now quite up for Hopkins to come over from the Cardinals. Just sort of like uh, maybe a year contract. Just to give that, just to give Fields that guy. Um, but yeah, I think wide receiver for me, really, in the, in the free agency would be an ideal pick. You know, somebody who's been there, done it, somebody who scares the opposition secondary shit, you know, and uh, to give uh, Fields that, you know, that option and give him a bit more confidence that he knows he's got a guy what's, uh, you know, going to be free, you're going to be open. And like you say, it, it put, takes less pressure off uh, Moody and Claypool as well, because I don't think either of them are number one. So, yeah, yeah, sorry, guys, I ain't got really much in the specifics, but um, I'm terrible remembering names to start off with anyway. Uh, and also, you know, my lack of knowledge of college football. So, uh, yeah, I'd, they're the positions I think the Bears really need to target straight away. It's all good, man. I knew I threw you a curveball. I kind of threw all I y'all a curveball with this one, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I just – I knew we were getting close to time to shut this thing down, and I was like, well, we're not, we haven't really talked about the game. How do we just – wrap it up by talking about the game you know what i'm saying so that's so why i figured this is a good and it's obviously a good question because the chat's going nuts with talking about you know where they would attack this off season which is you know uh it's good conversation tooch what about you brother well i, I think the probability that polls will trade is very high you know mr, mr. trade back he's gonna be you know he's gonna be wheeling dealing especially if he's got that number one overall pick, which I think will be a good chance. I don't see the Bears winning today. Uh, if they did, it would be that the, the Vikings kind of, you know, rested everybody, you know, whether after the first quarter or first half. Uh, but, yeah, I think in the first or second rounds, you have to, you know, attack the offensive and defensive lines and look seriously at wide receiver. You know, uh, a guy that, uh, like like we mentioned uh in free agency, I would love to see Deron Payne or Draymond Jones at defensive tackle. Yeah, so nothing. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, Draymond Jones uh, making the Denver Broncos defense go. Uh, I, I mean, 
I would seriously take a look at Paris Johnson in the middle of the first round, man. Yeah. We need offensive line help. In the later rounds, I'd, I'd, I'd probably draft, you know, a center and a guard. You know, that's mm-hmm. just me. You know, get some maulers up front, good uh, protect fields. And uh, wide receiver, man, i take a look at the USC kid. Man, that dude, <laughs> he's quick off the line. I know he's small. Addison. But yeah, Addison. Jordan Addison. But, man, he's he could have that kind of Tyreek Hill. He's got deep speed too. Yeah, that uh, uh, Tyreek Hill type effect that you know the Dolphins and Chiefs have had with Hill. Uh, you know, Addison's a lot slighter than you know Tyreek Hill's like thick for a little guy. You know. Yeah, he's he's good uh, like a running back. Yeah, and then uh, late rounds, you know, you got to start thinking, you know, linebackers, defensive backs. Uh, you know, if well, if a really out of Iowa, Jack uh, Jack Campbell. Campbell. Yep, yep, yeah. I know uh, uh, there's rumors of him going to the Bears and stuff, and you know, making a nice uh, linebacker uh, group with Sanborn and company. Uh, but uh, uh, as far as uh, today's game, I I, uh, I think it's going to be low scoring, uh, maybe sixteen to three, Vikings. I don't I don't see the Bears winning this. If, if they, <clears throat> it, uh, for the sole reason that uh, the Bears would screw themselves out of some draft right. positions if they win this yeah. game, you know. Uh, and I don't think uh, whether it's a management or coaching staff or both of them together that they would allow that to happen. Yeah. Well, I, I kind of didn't let y'all hit your shout outs if you guys want to go ahead and hit your shout outs and then i'll try to close out the show my wife's upstairs cooking bacon so that's really all i can think about right <laughs> <laughs> i already texted her with the uh the uh um mouth watering emoji put them aside put them aside yeah. baby i'm on my way i'm on my way <laughs> <laughs> but uh two chicha nice. shout outs yeah. then you chris then you kb and well, then, yeah uh, I'll, I'll close this out i will of course uh want to shout out all the uh barflies for the support you know i was uh in the chat room and everything and uh you know listening online and on demand uh and then you know you, you guys for every every sunday being here are you guys going to continue like uh next week and stuff and- we we have a couple of uh like we um I was going to get into it in the close, but we're setting up an interview with KB's cousin, Andrew Billings, the uh, Las Vegas Raider, former oh, yeah. Cleveland Brown, former Cincinnati Bengal, former Baylor Bear. Uh, we are, so we're going to do that sometime this offseason, whenever cool. it works around his schedule. Yeah. You know, uh, his schedule is more important. Maybe like mine. a draft special. Yeah, yeah. And we'll, we'll probably come Free back for a draft special, special uh, the, probably the week of the draft. Uh, we'll, we'll do a free agency special, like right before – free agency starts when we can see who's actually available and who's been re-signed and, right. and stuff like that. But yeah, we're going to take a little hiatus for a while until we uh, figure out our off season schedule. And uh, yeah. Aldo's, uh, Aldo's got me working on some stuff this off season too. I'll get into it whenever I close the show out though. Yeah. Shout out to you guys and all the barroom personalities and Aldo, especially for all the hard work. Um, and then, uh, um, that's it. Oh, I, I like to. I like to. Can I shout out my wife too? Oh, go ahead, <laughs> bro. My my wife. Uh, first of all, like we we, yeah. we, we spent a, we spent a month in the Philippines and then came back. And my wife's mom passed away. Oh, so uh, we yeah. So she went right back two weeks later, New Year's Day. My my wife's mom passed away. So uh, I'm home with the kids for a couple weeks. And man, I, all the things that my wife does, I'm like, God damn. I really, she usually takes care of this. What the hell do <laughs> right, I, you right. know, I, was like, I gotta do this too. Oh my God. 
So, man, I'm basically well, like, honey, never leave again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I got a shout out to my wife, who uh, very supportive of everything that I do in the bar room and all that. Still wears a bar room t-shirt all the time. So Nice. It's hard not. So. All right, go ahead, Chris. Hit your shout outs, brother. Awesome. Oh. Wow. Well, I just, I just can't believe the season's gone so quick, man. It's just... Uh... It's just been a blast, you know. Every week, it's just been such such a blast to do, you know, this show and and like, uh, you know, continuing to get to know, you know, you guys more and, and get you've got home from abroad. You give me a chance to do this, and you know, I just everybody in the chat was stuck with us all season. You know, it's been a tough season, so you know, everybody's had every right not to like, you know, tune in and see what we say and. You know, I just want to thank you, Aldo, for letting us be on be on the network in the first place, and all the things it does. Without Aldo, there wouldn't be a network at all. Um, but yeah, the main thing is just sort of it's just you boys, man. Like every Sunday, you know, I get up with a smile on my face because I'm usually quite a miserable bastard, and I always have a smile on my face <laughs> Sunday because I know I'm going to be talking to you boys, talking about one of my passions, the Chicago Bears. So uh, yeah, that's my shouts, man. It's just. Uh, you know, I'm looking forward, you know, to the off-season shows and especially having a chance to talk to KB's cousin. That's going to be absolutely amazing to talk to an NFL player. Um, so, yeah, it's just uh, it's sort of a bit of sweet there the season, but I wish, I wish the Bears would have been going into this year. Uh, but yeah, just thank you for you guys for letting me come on the show, and uh, you know I love you guys. You, you know, I class you all as my friends, and this year I got a chance to obviously speak to Tuchmore and and and, and I've been on shows with Aldo and also with uh, Dan on the uh, uh, Bears Country podcast. I've been on a couple. I've been on shows with him, and he's an absolute top guy. So uh, yeah, I'm just very appreciative, man, about you know let me come on here and and uh, you know I say I class you all as. It's very good friends, and uh, you know it's such a shame to see. But uh, I love you all, and it's just been an absolute blast this last uh, three or four months doing this show as usual. Uh, that's awesome, Chris. Man, you you definitely killed it, man. And you're always welcome. Uh, I'm, I'm not gonna, I'm not kicking you out of the bar room anytime soon. <laughs> You've got the uh, keys to the back door, my my guy, and uh, <laughs> uh, definitely, uh, I've enjoyed having you on. Uh, this this whole year and um awesome. yeah, Thank it's you. definitely gonna continue for the future. You know, when I let you get a word in edgewise. <laughs> definitely. All right, go ahead, KB. Hit well, shout out. I've got you sweat now with AC. <laughs> <laughs> it's all bad. Uh I, 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 I want let's go with first and foremost, shout out to Aldo. Uh, uh you know what I'm saying I was watching the show when he was saying, you know what I'm saying, I think it's about time that I kind of I take the step back. Uh it's it's well deserved, man. You you put in so much of your time, your money, yeah. your, your life, to be honest, uh, in, into building this brand, this network, mm-hmm. uh, bringing bringing together people that are as close as a as a stop of light to people who have large bodies of water in between us. Uh, mm-hmm. You you've been a hell of a of a of a mentor. Uh, uh, you know what I'm saying? An uncle or grandfather, whatever, however you want to put yourself in the, in the barroom, man. You've been a hell of a figure to follow, man. Uh, so it's all love this way. Uh, I know every time I'm with him, man, it's it's always a good time. 
and I appreciate everything that you've done and given us this platform to do continue to do what we're doing. So to me, it it's 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 everything that you're doing is 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 you know what I'm saying is needed, bro. And we appreciate everything that you've done. Uh shout out to everybody that's in the chat. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't care if we're in the chat with 10 people or over a hundred people, man. Y'all are fucking great. I don't care if you come in here talking about the bears being trash or you're you're a lifelong fan. I appreciate the hell out of the shit. I'm I'm 32 years old, and there's people who've been Bears fans for just as long. And you get on here to listen to me talk, <laughs> man. I, you know, what I'm saying I find that shit crazy to me. But you know, what I'm saying we appreciate y'all. We appreciate the human element of the game. We're having uh, what we've seen with Hamlin just happened recently. We we appreciate all of y'all. Uh, you know, what I'm saying we appreciate the people that you are. We appreciate the fans that you are. We appreciate the humans that you are. Uh, shout out to all you boys on here. Like I said, you know what I'm saying? Me and AC, we we came into this show together at, at the same time, both with the same starry eye look in our eyes, like <laughs> you know, and you know what I'm saying? You you fast forward a couple years, yet yeah, some certain people had to take a step back or step away, and we're still here doing it, man. Uh, you know, what I'm saying we get to meet people like Chris, and then you know what I'm saying Tooch always being the stand-up guy that he is. So I love you boys, man. I, I I wouldn't want to do this with anybody else on Sundays, man. I, I love you boys to death. Um, and like I said, man, just shout love out to everybody. Love all y'all. So go ahead, AC, man. Take this shit home, bro. All right. Uh, first and foremost, uh, the draft pick that mm-hmm. I like. Um, uh, I really like that Tyree Wilson that KB was talking about. I've started watching him and – I like his burst off the line, and he does a lot of good things. And I definitely think we trade back. I think Poles is definitely going to trade, whether we're first or second. So uh, as much as I like Jalen Carter and Will Anderson, I don't think we're going to be within striking distance after the trade down. I mean, maybe we are. Maybe we're not. I don't know. But uh, if we're not, I like Tyree Wilson a lot, and I've started to like Miles Murphy. I think Miles Murphy actually fits our defense a little better than Will Anderson does. So that's the name to watch out for. And free agency, Deron Payne's at the top of my list. Now, if he gets re-signed, then we'll have to look elsewhere. But Deron Payne's got – he's good age, um, and and, uh, he does everything we need for a three technique. So that's the guy I've got my eyes on there. Obviously, wide receiver's a position I'll look at, but I'm thinking it's more like – uh, third or fourth guy. I don't think they're going to spend big money to to bring in a DJ Shark who's probably going to look for a big contract because, I mean, he took a one-year deal in Detroit and bet on himself so he could hit this year's free agency. Got uh, injured, too, I think, right? right. Yeah, he, yeah, he, was hurt for a while and, he, he is kind of injury prone, but he's, he's the best one out there, though. I agree, AC. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, like you guys talked about, building through the trenches. If you look at all the best teams in the in the NFL, they've done that. You know, they, the uh, Bills, the Eagles, the, um, you know, um, Detroit Lions who are red hot. The only team I can think of that can beat that out is uh, uh, maybe the Chiefs who, ha- who don't have a great O line, or the Bengals who went to the um, went to the, you know, they got Joe Burrow. They don't. They went to the Super Bowl really without one. Super chat, good vibes for number one, and let's get supercharged for 2023. Yeah, he just just, uh, signed up for super chat. That's awesome. Nice. Hey, that's awesome. I didn't even know we had that. 
we can do this shit? I did. Yeah. <laughs> Aldo must have set it up. Yeah. So, so, I mean, that leads right into our oh, shout outs, man. Yeah. Definitely shout out, shout out to the Godfather. And thank you, Matt, for your super chat here. Hell yeah. yeah. We appreciate it. Tell your friends and family about if they're Bears fans or even if they're not. I mean, look, we didn't talk about the game today, but usually we do talk about the game, I promise you. But uh, yeah, we definitely appreciate that super chat. That's uh, <laughs> that's going to help. That's going to help us uh, keep the lights on here in the barroom. We appreciate that. Right. Um, it's a first, yeah. baby. <laughs> Damn, I, I'm all flabbergasted here. I, right. I forgot where I was going. Yeah, uh, shout out to everybody in the chat. Shout out to uh, you guys for coming on. KB, you're like a brother to me. You know this, man. Uh, Chris, you, you you came in just like us, man. You were a fan. We, we were like, yeah, let's bring him on and see how he does. And, man, you fit right in. Even though we're so far apart, it's like we're so close together. My man Toots coming in here, you know, through sickness. Sick as a dog. <laughs> yeah, through sickness and, and fighting through. We, I appreciate you coming through, man. I know we didn't talk a lot about betting or any of that stuff. We had other things. That, yeah. to, we're I, all I couldn't focused miss on the offseason. Yeah. I, yeah couple games i like as like i mentioned the saints and then uh like the houston cougars today minus nine and a half at okay. cincinnati uh looks like a good bet hard to bet against Rutgers right now too i know they're playing my hawkeyes line looks a little fishy but still like Rutgers at the rack yeah but yeah so whenever i see <laughs> sometimes there's like i i'm like i couldn't miss the last show if this was the last show you know uh so yeah. I, you know i took some Dayquil, you know, like, yeah, <laughs> but it's uh, with sometimes I just see uh, uh, AC and, and Chris or AC and, and KB, you know, I'm like, I, I'll, I'll jump in here and, and you know, get well, some, sure, get some discussion sure points whenever I can, yeah. you know, I, I love a good tailgate. There we yeah, go. Yeah, yeah well, I mean, we're, we're all, we're all focusing on the off season and uh, um, I, you can catch me after the game. Because Aldo and Dan are at the game, so I will be hosting Bear oh, nice. Football post game show. Wow! Uh, myself and uh, and uh, Danny Shimon. Uh, we'll yeah, probably cool. talk a lot of draft there too, because yeah. I don't know how much of this game mm-hmm. we're going to want to talk about. Um, you'll have the draft on tap, boys, coming back this off season <laughs> to tell, talk about, you know, Jalen Carter, Will Anderson, Tyree, all these guys that we've talked about all game. And I know, Chris, you're going to be tuning in so you can give us little updates whenever we do yeah. our draft special. You'll, you'll you'll know what you're talking about a little bit. Um, I'll be, do, so I'll be doing my homework, mate. No problem. Yeah, yeah. That'll get you a little pad and paper and write. <laughs> Take your notes. Uh, but, yeah, that's definitely You're right. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> so that'll be coming back this offseason. And, uh, um, yeah, we'll get on that and – I'm taking a larger role at the bar room this offseason. Myself and KB are going to coordinate to make a new open for our show. So that'll be something that we push out probably the first week of next year's show. We'll, we'll keep this open for now, but uh, we're, we're going to we're going to switch it up and give it a little bit of a, a little bit of ACKB flavor on that. So uh, sure. we'll, we'll fix that. Well, I we'll fix that open. And uh, I'm, I'm, learning how to do a bunch of stuff on this computer uh, so I can try and be as good as Tooch at drop it, making drops and videos <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'll, I'll load we'll some in there for you. Hey, I appreciate yeah. it. Man. All right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we're going to get out of here. We just want to leave every, but let me find the outro before I, <laughs> before I hit it all. <laughs> right. Here, See, right here, we're down and we all stand <laughs> He says, other. get better.
Yeah. Yeah. We'll just, we'll just leave everybody with a big old bear down. Bear down. Bear down, baby. Bear down.